wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Guys, welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. I am AJ, this is Mark, and we are joined by two absolute legends of Atlanta United Soccer. It is Michael Parkhurst and Greg Garza. Of course, Parky, I mean, he would just rattle off his uh, just accolades. But uh, yeah, 15 years of soccer. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I think, well, okay. I want to, so please allow me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, 10 years in MLS, five in Europe, uh, MLS Rookie of the Year, Defender of the Year, Best 11, six-time MLS All-Star and MLS Cup champion, of course, and Greg Garza, yeah, playing since uh, the age of 12, uh, away from home. Uh, I mean, definitely a nomad of soccer, but an amazing one, and of course, an MLS Cup champion as well. And yeah, you guys, please, round of applause, uh, Mark and I, welcome to the show. Thank you, so, thank you guys so much for making it. Thank you guys. Our pleasure. Indeed, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, let's uh, start off uh, with a little bit of uh, maybe a softball, like, uh, you know, kind of uh, thoughts on the Atlanta United 2021 season. Parky, we'll uh, start with you. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it, it came to a good end, right? It was it was a struggle there at the beginning. Uh, I'm glad the, the club made the decision to cut ties with uh, Gabby. Just wasn't working out. It wasn't the right fit. And uh, that's a tough decision to make. Um, but you, you, you rather make it sooner rather than later. Um, they, they saved the season, um, gave Rob Valentino enough time to turn things around. Um, you know, and now the coaching staff is a, is a great hiring. And uh, the, the team seems to be playing better. They seem to be playing for each other and enjoying their, their soccer. Um, and it's, it's good that they're in the playoffs. I, Atlanta United, I mean, that's, the, that's for me, it's the minimum, right, to make the playoffs every year. We're a bigger club than that with bigger aspirations. Um, but, you know, after the last year and the start to this year, um, it's good that they're back in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see them play in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we are, we're playing away, but are you going to, you know, go to uh, NYC to go see them, or actually, I'm going to be down in Atlanta for the game. Uh, oh, I'm going nice. down to do a, a camp that Monday and Tuesday, and uh, I was so mad last weekend <laughs> that Philly did not beat New York City. Oh my gosh! If we had hosted a playoff game, I was going to be there, and I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't get me started, Philly. Indeed. But, uh, Greg, what were your thoughts on the 2021 season? Yeah. Uh, gosh, if you would have asked me that the very first 10 to 15 games of the season, I probably would have told you uh, all hell broke loose. Um, <laughs> I think for myself, even personally, it was, it was bittersweet to watch the beginning of the season because I, I think just coming, coming off of retirement, um, not really wanting to watch soccer personally um, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, just just keeping in touch with the scores, keeping in touch with the news, just to you know mm-hmm. keep up to date with everything. Um, but then after a while, I, I did make it down to the stadium a few times um, to watch some games as the season went on, and uh, was quite thrilled. I actually went, I actually went 
to the first few games when I think we found our missing piece, which was uh, Luis Araujo. And um, I think when when that signing happened, I think that's really when everything started to to truly turn around. Um, You know, obviously, Parky mentioned Rob Valentino doing things to turn things around. But, um, you know, at the same time, Gonzalo coming in. But I think in my personal opinion, uh, it was really the missing piece of when Luis came and and really took a lot of... uh, took a lot of weight off of Barco's shoulders and, uh, you know, maybe the pressure that he had on his shoulders coming in. And uh, I think everybody waiting for him to truly perform uh, at the, the, the rate that we wanted him to. And I think when Luis came in, it really just allowed Barco to just spark off. And um, this is this is the best I've ever seen him play. And they've really, I mean, we Parky and I talk about it all the time. It's, you look back at that 2017, 2018 season, you look at the front three, front four, and, I mean, any team we were playing, people were uh, mm-hmm. were pooping bricks. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> you know, looking at looking at those guys coming at you, and you kind of get that sensation. You get that feeling now with uh, looking at the front three, front four right now. Um, you get those same vibes as well. So, um, pretty proud of them for making the playoffs. Of, of like I said, from from the off of what the ten first ten fifteen games were, and uh, I think they could have a run at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's get a prediction from you guys already. You know. 2021 MLS Cup playoffs. Where does LA United land at the end of the season? As champions, or do they go out in a certain round? Parky. I don't know. I, honestly, I think they they couldn't have gotten a worse draw. Um, away to New York City, Ooh. I think is one of the toughest games. And then, but well, you guys did it. I know it's not impossible, obviously, but mm-hmm. it is it is the toughest place to play away. I think in MLS and New York City is a very good team. Mm-hmm. I think if we if we win that game, it has to be like one uh, zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't play well there, right? When we won there one zero in the playoffs, it was like and we we had the mentality yeah. of like we are going to be a pain in the ass to play against. We are going to sit and try and counter and, and just be a pain in the ass. And we didn't have to win the game, right? It was two legs. But, um, yeah, it's it's so tough to play there. We just usually don't play well there. Away teams usually don't. I mean, Philly Philly couldn't win last week, and they had a man up for 80 minutes. Uh, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. tough. Uh, so yeah. I hate to draw, but um, our defense is playing real well. Um, you know, obviously the guys in the counterattack, and Joseph can do anything any day, so... Uh, hopefully he can get a little bit of magic so we can get out of there, but it's, it's going to be a tough one. Okay, yeah. Greg? Yeah, I think uh, I think if we can get past that first game, then we probably have a huge chance of making the finals. Um, okay. yeah, I think that's the most difficult game right there. Parky said it. It's so hard to play at that stadium, um, especially if you're an outside back playing half the, half the time on a, uh-huh. uh, a fake field, so... <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, just just those games at that stadium, I mean, you've seen it before. It can be 7-5. It can be 5-2. to It can be 0-0. You know, just, you never know what you're going to get um, mm-hmm. at that stadium. So, um, you know, unfortunately, a bad, a bad draw. But I think if we are able to quit, uh, you know, mm-hmm. get that first win away and move on to the next round, then, then big things might happen. Awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, is that a smaller pitch on the the sidelines just acts as that extra man? Just makes it that much more difficult to, uh, you know, play into space, right? And 
Um, yeah, but I think there's a lot of hope because uh, we were one of the best dribbling teams, uh, one of the best uh, teams at taking on players, and we have a lot of guys, especially that front four, that could mm -hmm. break down a uh, you know NYCFC. I think uh, yeah, there's maybe hope yet, but because uh, it's a little bit different, right? Like. Uh, Miggy, Tito, they need a lot of space, but, you know, these players, they can, uh, they can operate in tight spaces, yeah? Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I mean, Moreno's one of the best one I wonder was uh, yeah. in the league, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, front four are going to need to be good, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. they're going to need to attack with just the four of them sometimes, because the deep, mm -hmm. you know, we're probably going to be sitting deep a lot, and, uh, mm -hmm. Those front four are going to have to sometimes take the game on their own, and they can do it, but they're going to have to. Yeah, and so, there was yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. So then, do you uh, do you foresee uh, the front four, the big four, Bam, as we like to call them? Do you see them all starting? Uh, I guess versus NYC to start with. Uh, I would think so. For they me, yes. Yep. Yeah, you you got to play your best players. Um, yeah, and, and those are your best players, and. You know, even if you think, hey, you know, we might absorb some pressure at some point, you know, you can defend with the other seven um, pretty stoutly on that small field and, you know, hope that the front four, front three, whatever it is, um, can do enough to create a few chances and, um, you know, get Joseph or somebody else on the scoreboard. Yeah. To me, that's, that's the science behind of being a successful MLS team. You need seven, seven, eight guys that are going to do the absolute, you know, balls to the wall work for yourself, for your team, and then you need those three guys that can change a game in a split second. So, um, you know, we, we definitely have those guys this year, um, and I, I'd said all of all of them, all of them have to play. Yeah, and uh, speaking of guys who can change a game in a split second, uh, Jose Martinez, yeah, he pretty much changed uh, at least uh, you know our playoff uh, position a little bit. Uh, with that ridiculous golazo, uh, yeah, in that last match, and Parky, uh, you're you're known on Twitter right now as just a, a Twitter fiend. You uh, you're constantly tweeting some hot fire, and uh, it is like uh, one of those things where Jose Martinez he's getting a lot of a lot of flack uh, kind of this season. I mean, he's just returned from the ACL injury this season and uh, 12 goals in 24 games is a really healthy return. Uh, yeah, did you see any of the hate? And yeah, what do you feel about that? Um, I didn't see too much, no. I mean, I think any any of that would be coming from anyone that's giving him hate is not uh, a true fan or watch many games or anything like that. Um, you know, to see what he's gone through. It wasn't just a normal ACL, you know, where, you know, you see Paul Ariola come back, you know, much before Joseph. You know, Joseph had complications, he had other surgeries. Yep. It was a bit of a disaster there for a little bit. Um, so to see what he's gone through to come back. And then, you know, the team, to be quite frank, uh, you know, and, and until recently, wasn't as good as um, it had been in the past. You know, he didn't have Gressel whipping balls into him and giving him those chances. Um, you know, uh, Lennon, Lennon is great out, out there on the wing, but he doesn't serve the ball like Gressel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and obviously, you know, no one is Miggy. Um, so, 
there's that too. Um, you know, there's more falling on Joseph's shoulders, and that's a big responsibility. You know, we put a lot on his shoulders, right? I mean, those other guys chip in goals here and there, but if Joseph doesn't score, you know, even even in, even in the playoffs, right? If, if he doesn't score, the odds of us winning uh, are very low, right? And and that's that's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, and. You know, to go out and score 12 goals, um, you know, after playing, I don't know how many, 24 games you said. Games, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. What, Castellanos won the Golden Boot with what, 18? Yeah, 18, 19, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So, if he played a full yeah. season. Mm -hmm. That's a really good season, especially coming back from what he did. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're not in the playoffs without him, and we don't have success in the playoffs unless he plays well. Right. And so, speaking of success in the playoffs, uh, let's just go to happy times. 2018, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a catalyst in that playoff uh, definitely, I think, was you, Greg Garza, uh, coming back healthy before the, uh, the playoffs started. And uh, that was huge in order to kind of solidify our defense. And uh, yeah, definitely, it was, yeah, I think uh, that's the start where we started to get on a roll and we figured out like uh you know how we needed to play in order to yeah pretty much uh yeah i think uh not only shithouse our way through some of the games uh but <laughs> but you know uh it was definitely i think uh, a way of uh you know with tata martino like uh did did you guys was there a an honest actual shift that uh like tata made to kind of maybe uh, adapt to teams. I think I think our uh, our ultimate lesson there for that, like you said, catalyst playoff run was uh, the thrashing that we had from uh, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, and that mm -hmm. winning the uh, the Shield. So to me, I mm -hmm. think that was our biggest lesson for all of us, and kind of really maybe without that, we we who knows what would have happened. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think. All in all, we, we, we finished that game, we got home and really looked at each other and said, okay, this is, you know, game on, right? We know our responsibilities, we know we have the team to, to go all the way, and, um, you know, for me, that was that was definitely our our huge lesson of, of, uh, of that season and really led into uh, a very successful playoff run and obviously the, the Cup. Mm -hmm. I and do yeah. remember like, leading up to the playoffs, we, we actually trained the back five plus um uh, plus one for like the first time ever like everything with tata was like working on offense offense you know yeah. even if it was like building up out of the back you know and it was still on the offensive side of the ball we rarely ever did anything defensively and then before the playoffs we actually like did a bunch of sessions where it was like the back five plus the holding mid just absorbing pressure and, and shifting wow. and moving and working on things and position stuff and it was so helpful i mean we went into the yeah. playoffs I, wasn't we get like one goal in the playoffs yeah Two, maybe yeah. uh-huh uh-huh yeah, yeah right 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 and definitely yeah, yeah. you know against yeah, uh, we gave one goal and then a, yeah. the second one was against the red bulls in like the 90s right minute. yeah That's which was a foul i think it was yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call that shit out. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but no, exactly. And so uh, you know, and you, Parky, you had a tremendous game in the MLS Cup final, 
that uh, yeah, that loose ball that Jose Martinez put away uh, for that uh, first goal. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys put Atlanta on the map uh, in terms of, uh, you know, championships in the 2000s. Uh, there's a little bit of, yeah, okay, Atlanta Braves fans and whatnots uh, <laughs> that have uh, currently... They're like, oh yeah, we we haven't won one since 1995. The city is starved for uh, championships, but uh, yeah, how are you guys feeling about uh, you know them omitting Atlanta United in 2018? Yeah, I think being in Atlanta um, and and listening to the radio or you know watching the news or reading the newspapers, um, it, it was definitely a bittersweet moment. I think for for. Not only Atlanta United fans, but also for myself, you know, and all of us who are a part of, um, you know, our our glory days, I guess you can say, of, um, you know, waking up in the morning and that's all I want to do is we're just listening to the radio when I'm, you know, driving in the car and understanding that, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, sports radio guys were, were, were talking so much about, you know, waiting so long for the city to win something or waiting so long for the city to have a certain parade. And yeah, I, I definitely wanted to jump on a call and just speak myself and, you know, uh, say that we offered that a, a few years ago. Um, but, you know, I can also understand uh, both sides of the spectrum or both ends of the spectrum as well. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, Braves being as old as they are and waiting for so long to, to win something. Um, I think, you know, if you're an Atlanta fan in general of all sports teams, you're you're pretty lucky right now. I mean, you have mm-hmm. you have cities that wait years and years and years and years for absolutely nothing, and mm-hmm. um, you know within a span of three four years, you you get two championships on your in, on your belt. So mm-hmm. um, uh, proud proud of the city for sure. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, Park, you have any quick thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. I think the majority of the fans in in Atlanta. I mean, dude, we we used to get forty five or seventy thousand consistently, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, whenever we wanted to, and that's honestly it's more than the other team in the building. So, um, I mean, you know, it's a, soccer's yeah. not a top four sport yet. Um, you know, catching hockey quick, but that's probably what they're meaning. You know, they mm-hmm. the top four, mm-hmm. you know, major sports, but. I don't, I, don't, I don't get into it, I, you know, like, <laughs> they what they want. It's not taking our trophy away, that's for sure. Very true. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I want to I wanna talk about celebrations, and I think, uh, yeah, Greg, uh, I think uh, there's an interesting one that uh, you've done a lot, which is the uh, Ronaldo celebration. <laughs> is, your, is your favorite player? Is it, like, uh... <laughs> Is it? No, is it I'm even actually, the I'm actually. No, no. I, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't even realize it. Um, <laughs> I think that's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I only had uh, I don't know maybe five or six goals in my career anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, actually, before that game, I was watching. Um, I was actually watching his documentary on the way to the game. Mm. Um, so that that could have been maybe what was in my subconscious right after that goal. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I mean. Gosh, uh, if there is one thing I would not do ever, it would probably be the Ronaldo goal. 
or doing all the celebration because yeah. I probably would scorn any other player that was would be doing it yeah. um, and say, what the hell is this guy doing? But um, I think it was probably just somewhat in my subconscious and, uh, you know, I think of just, you know, feeling motivated and, and, um, and also the Champions League, the Champions League final was on that day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Madrid won it that day. Was he still with Madrid? Yeah. I think he was, yeah. yeah. So. 2017. Yeah. 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 When you scored it in yeah. uh, Vancouver. And I think yeah. we were also, yep, yep. We were also watching uh, that as well. So, and I was I was watching documentary on the way there. And then I think when we got to the stadium in Vancouver, we were watching uh, the Champions League final as well. So, a lot of, lot of Ronaldo in my subconscious. There you go, yeah. I mean, we, we, know, when we I mean, score goals, we, we like black out. I have no idea. Yeah, because yours, too, right? uh, yeah, you just like kind of like, uh huh, yeah, you know, that just stood at yeah. midfield and you're like, mm hmm. Like, just yeah. look at me. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Champions League, uh, yeah, Parker, you've had the distinct pleasure of playing in Champions League against the likes of. Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Chelsea, which is uh, Mark's favorite team, and Juventus. Uh, who was the toughest player that you played against? Um, I played right back five out of the six games. I, I, I had to slot in at center back for one game mm-hmm. when our center back got injured at, in warm-ups, and that one game was away to Chelsea, and I had to play against uh, Fernando Torres. And he was a beast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This guy was so tough to play against. He was so big and strong, fast, smart. I mean, he crushed me. He crushed all of us. All those those guys are just absolutely massive. I mean, whenever you do play against those guys, especially at the international level, it's just, uh, I feel so tiny. (laughs) <laughs> just, I don't know what they do in Europe, man, but all those guys, I mean, it doesn't matter what country they're from, they're all just, legs are massive, I mean, they just, it's just probably they've just been in the academy since they're, you know, mm. seven, eight years <laughs> old, and they just, they're, they're, they're bred into, uh, you know, just these, these monsters, man, so, right. must be that. Yeah, definitely must be something in the water, or you know, whatever yeah. it is, but um, I was I was eating side of chili cheese fries before I drive an hour and a half every day. Uh, <laughs> Good old American diet. When I was like nine years old, man. So yeah, and yeah. getting steak and shake on the way back. So uh, right, <laughs> must be that. Man. Comfort foods. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and uh, well, okay, uh, Parker, you don't have that much time left, so I mean, uh, you know, we uh, we need to talk about how yeah you. You went out as a champion, you know. You, uh, you know, in the 2019 season, won two trophies as well for LA United, and um, yeah, like, you know, uh, how, how was that like to uh, to pretty much go out on top? Was it like a, a conscious decision, or was it just you felt like uh, I don't feel like running anymore, like Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew it was coming. I think that that preseason of 2019, you know, coming off the cup. And then a short off season, and then getting ready for Champions League. That that preseason, I've never my legs have never felt that way before. Like I can I can my bot my mind was telling my feet to move, and my feet were like a couple seconds behind. And it it happens really often in, in preseason. That preseason, I thought, holy smokes! Like 
I can't react to anything. Like, what is going on? I felt so slow. Um, and, you know, it took me all of preseason to kind of get up to speed. Um, you know, and, and I thought I had a good season overall. I mean, obviously, I was in and out of the lineup a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I was happy, you know. It was unfortunate, right? Miles gets injured. You know, I get to come back in and play a bit. Um, you know, so it was fortunate for me to be able to end my career playing. And you know, shoot, we almost won the cup again. Um, you know, so yeah, I was, I was happy to go out on top. Um, you know, I, I, I told myself I didn't want to be one of those guys that you know tries to play as long as possible and ends up you know playing a little bit too long and. You know, I want that last uh, memory of me being like, oh, man, he should have left a year or two ago, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I feel proud of my last few um, games and how I played and stuff. So, you know, happy I went out when I did. And then, you know, obviously next year was COVID hit and mm-hmm. no part of me wanted to be doing mm-hmm. what those that guys bubble. were doing that year. Whoa, so it was yeah, a blessing for me because I no part of me regretted it watching that season. <laughs> yeah, and uh, especially with uh, yeah in the 2019 season, Joseph Martinez he uh, he kneels in front of you after he scores, such a beautiful moment. I mean, uh, what, what was going through your head when? Uh, yeah, did you did he like plan that? Did he tell you like? <laughs> no, he didn't tell me. I mean, Joseph and I have a good relationship. Um, you know, we, we became close to that last year for sure. I mean, we've always had a, a good relationship. Um, you know, he's he's a special guy, and you know, he can rub some people the wrong way because he's um, he's really passionate, um, similar to most South Americans, right? They they wear their emotions on their sleeve. They can't help themselves sometimes. It's just like you know, sometimes you just tell them like, chill the heck out a little bit. Um, but you know he he means well he wants the best for the team and he uh you know he demands a lot from the team and you know he'll let you know if you know you're not given enough or you're not given what he needs um or what the team needs and uh you know so yeah that that was really cool obviously it was a a huge thing of respect obviously between the two of us and uh yeah he's he's my guy so that was that was cool yeah, no, he uh, he shows you the love on Twitter as well. He's always like my motherfucking captain. So uh, yeah, you can definitely you can feel it for sure. Uh, and Greg, I mean, you got quite a uh, you know a good warm reception when you returned uh, with FC Cincy. Uh, yeah, what was that? Did did you anticipate you know like or no? Were you, no, yeah? I did not anticipate a, a standing ovation to, to to come on the field. Um, yeah, I think pretty much sums up my career of just so many ups and downs uh, with a lot of injuries but at the same time fighting through adversity being resilient and um, you know I think at the same time I was also coming off an injury there when I was able to come back to Atlanta that first time um, had just gotten called into the national team didn't have any rest in the off season. went straight from winning the cup and going into the national team once again pulling my quad and then trying to recover uh, in Cincinnati, and then just coming on to that game was 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 something pretty special. I had absolutely no idea um, it was going to be that remarkable, but um, yeah, definitely one of the the, the coolest memories of my career. Um, I think just for all of us that 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 was a part of that team, you know, um, so fortunate to to do something so special for the city. But 
Um, you know, I think just that particular team, you know, in general, just we had something else with not only just the first part of it, but just within the, just with not just both, both stadiums, but just with the community, I think. Um, all of us felt that love within the community, and I think we all gave back uh, to the community in so many different ways. Um, you know, I, I, I was I was an ambassador for a lot of different things within the city, and did a lot of different things from speaking with tr- troubled children at middle schools and high schools, or always looking to find ways to you know help out. Whether you know, Parky and I did the Humane Society stuff. Um, you know, just a lot of different cool things that really connected us to. To what this city offers and um you know i think that's that's probably what made it feel even more special and getting that standing ovation was just that connection um you know i i had particularly with this city and today i live here and um you know call this call this my home and so proud to be uh i mean man i've never had a home sweet home in my whole entire life so yeah. the longest place i've lived somewhere has been 12 years and those are the first 12 years of my life and after that i've been like you said a nomad and i call myself a gypsy um but yeah this is finally a place to where i definitely feel a, a, a strong connection with and um yeah definitely a home sweet home for me right now yeah i i speak for i i'm sure uh, all of Atlanta, uh, as the Atlanta United fans, that we absolutely love both of you guys. I mean, you guys have been uh, just stand-up, uh, yeah, not only citizens, but uh, players, uh, you know, representing Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, we can't love you guys enough. Uh, and I, I wonder, you know, with uh, Joseph Martinez, uh, all the build a statue talk, should the statue be where Joseph is kneeling in front of you, Parky, and then uh, Garza is doing his Ronaldo celebration. Like <laughs> that would be no. uh, would be amazing. He, he, <laughs> he needs his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not with us or any of us there. Maybe. So with a real reason why you guys are here. Yeah, you guys uh, have a new venture together. It's called Beyond Goals Mentoring. It's a holistic approach to helping athletes get better through mentoring. I would love to you know have you guys talk about it and uh, yeah, what uh, your uh, wanting to achieve uh, for the community. Yeah, I think the uh, the idea came about because Greg and I, I think connect with athletes in the Atlanta area before we started this business. Um, you know, I, I started mentoring uh, an Atlanta United Academy player, and some of the stuff we would talk about, and even the parents would ask about, and it just got me thinking like. You know, if he's asking this and they're asking this as parents, like, what are what are other kids? Who are they asking? What, what are, who are their parents asking? You know, anything from like you know confidence issues to like, you know, my son got cut from a team and he doesn't want to play anymore. To you know, do I need to be playing academy soccer versus club team, or what's the difference? Or you know when you get higher up the ladder, you know, talking about college versus signing a homegrown deal or, you know, there's, there's so many different issues dealing with agents and, you know, there's, there's so much more pressure on kids these days than there, there was when Greg and I was growing up, you know, we were all playing two sports, three sports, whatever, you know, just out there having fun. And now kids are signing pro contracts when they're 16, 17, agents are calling these parents and kids when they're 14, 15 years old. Uh, it's just a whole different ball game. And 
you know, parents aren't equipped to answer all the questions and, and, and know everything, right? It's, it's really difficult. And the, the landscape of soccer is constantly changing with all the different leagues. And uh, so we felt like there was a, a gap out there and uh, we wanted to try and fill it and help, help some kids um, that were going through some tougher times with uh, whatever they're going through or had questions or, or parents that didn't know where to turn to for answers. Um, to just uh, to be there for them and, and give them an unbiased opinion of what worked for us, what we saw, and uh, use our knowledge that uh, you know we've gained throughout our soccer lives. Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg. And he, uh, Parky, really nailed it. I think you know at the end of the day, our ultimate goal is to help these kids reach their full potential, not only as players on the field, but as players or as as people off the field. Um, you know, I think. In my personal life, I was very fortunate to have, you know, such a good family structure um, and, and parents that really pushed me and made so many sacrifices. I mean, if you, you look at it, leaving home at such a young age, having my mom move with me um, the very first years of, of, of being out of the house and just so many sacrifices that, that I had made, uh, you know, in particular and having other mentors and other guides that, that, that really paved the way of, you know, knowing the rights and wrongs, the do's, the don'ts, um, of, of just every stage uh, of my career. And, um, you know, ultimately making it to that highest level, but still using those those um, those lessons and, and, and those, you know, critical critical components of and tools of what it is to, to hold yourself accountable every single day, um, you know, at the highest level. And for us, you know, being able to to have so much success within our careers and doing it in so many different places and now being able to 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 share that expertise and and share that experience share that wisdom uh with other kids and 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 you know having having letting them have someone that they can relate to because guess what we have been there we've done that we've we've been in their shoes at one point in time and we're able to uh look at them and without that intimidation factor right um, and, and, and just, you know, see them eye to eye and face to face and say, hey, you know, we're here for you guys and whatever that may be. Um, and, and, and also, uh, you know, teach them the, the, the right tools that they can continue to use to, to reach their full potential. Whether that's going pro, I always tell um, the parents and the players, and that's, that'll be our, you know, our best testimony, right? If these kids are able to go pro one day and say, hey, um, you know, we, we had these particular people in our lives to, to really guide us and help us. But at the end of the day, our, our, our ultimate goal is to help these kids, uh, you know, just be just be better people and also be better players in, in, in the best way that they can be. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And, uh, yeah, you guys can, uh, audience-wise, you can check it out at beyondgoalsmentoring.com and also on Instagram at instagram.com slash beyondgoalsmentoring or at Beyond Goals Mentoring. Uh, anywhere else that they can find? Not yet. Uh, we're working on the rest of it. We're, uh, t- eventually, Twitter will be up and running. Uh, we've got some other ideas on, on the pipeline, but uh, yeah, for, for now, it's probably beyondgoalsmentoring.com. Awesome, awesome. Yes, definitely check it out if you are a young athlete in Atlanta or whereabouts. I mean, it pretty much, I guess, uh, you know, obviously you're going to be doing it uh, from Columbus, so it could be anywhere, right? <laughs> Do that, absolutely. That's, that's awesome, awesome. But, uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Absolute massive thank yous to the two legends, 
Michael Parkers, Greg Garza. Thank you guys so, so much. You guys have been amazing. Uh, and yeah, for Mark, I'm AJ. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and we will see you in the next video. Thank you so much for watching. Oh,